the epistle today is from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 to 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 9. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked round, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. So let us, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would, by your Spirit, Lord, that you would shine into our hearts this morning. We pray that you would shine the glory of, of the knowledge of God into our hearts through the faith, face of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that we might see, see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and worship him and trust in him and be moved and changed into his likeness, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we are remembering the transfiguration, and I would like to um, focus on three points. Firstly, what Peter saw, that Peter saw the, the true glory of the Lord Jesus Christ on that Mount of Transfiguration. Secondly, what we see, that by the Spirit's power in our hearts, we too behold the true glory of the Lord Jesus Christ as we hear about him in the gospel. And thirdly, especially as it's World Mission Week, that our new job description, having seen the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, is to serve others with the gospel, to serve them so that they too might see the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Firstly, what did Peter see? 
the collect is quite right to associate the transfiguration with the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. The collect writes, Almighty Father, whose Son was revealed in majesty before he suffered death upon the cross. The cross is the context for the transfiguration. Just six days before, Peter had, had acknowledged that Jesus is the Christ, the King of glory, and Jesus had said, yes, and I have come to be rejected by men, to be betrayed and to be handed over, and to be handed over by the, the rulers of the, the religious elite of the Jewish nation to the Romans and to be killed on a Roman cross, on a Roman instrument of torture and execution, and after three days to rise again. And all of this is too much for Peter to take in. How can it be? Can it really be that he is the Lord of glory and that he is talking about a cross? Can it be that this man who seems so determined to walk the way of a cross can he really be the Lord of glory? God the Father answers that question in an amazingly definite manner six days later in the transfiguration. The Father's reply, Jesus takes Peter and James and John and leads them up a high mountain. And Peter is no doubt thinking, how can it be? What does he mean to suffer on a cross? What does he mean about the resurrection? And then as Peter turns, he does not see anymore the, the ordinary man in ordinary clothes, but he sees the Lord Jesus Christ in his true glory, clothed by the Father in bright, shining glory. Mark tells us that his clothes were whiter than anyone on earth could bleach them. I wonder if you've ever had that experience of driving and and turning a corner and suddenly not being able to see because the sun is pouring its rays of, of brightness through the windscreen and you have to cover your eyes. In Matthew's account of the transfiguration, he says that Jesus was brighter than the sun. Luke says that he was like a, like a, a lightning bolt. And this amazing brightness of the Lord Jesus Christ as God the Father clothed him in his true glory and not only that, but the prophets, the great prophets of the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah were there with him, talking with him. These great prophets who tellingly were persecuted and rejected by men, but exalted by God and lifted up and glorified by God. Moses had written of a coming prophet who would be like Moses that they must listen to. Elijah had been taken up in glory. And now that these two great prophets are standing next to the one that they had pointed to, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, as the Father is clothing him in his proper glory. And, and the Father himself speaks. In, in verse 7, we read that then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Bow down and worship him. Trust in him. He is the son of God. 
Peter, James, and John saw the proper glory of the Son of God on that Mount of Transfiguration, the glory which the Lord Jesus Christ had left in obedience to his Father's plan. He left heaven and became a man and suffered in sacrificial love for sinners like us. And Peter, James, and John had glimpsed the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glory which one day God the Father in the resurrection would shower on his obedient son. They glimpsed that glory. Peter would later write that Jesus was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit with glory. He was lifted up to a name that is above all other names as God the Father raised him up and seated him at his right hand in glory. And Peter glimpsed this glory on the Mount of Transfiguration, the glory that truly belongs to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it was a memorable event. Peter later was to write in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty for he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice when we were with him on the sacred mountain. This was an amazing event, but it was not just an event 2,000 years ago. Secondly, we by the power of the Holy Spirit, we also behold the wonderful glory of this King of glory, the Lord Jesus Christ. We also behold him as the true Savior and Lord that he is by the Spirit's power as we hear the gospel. Hear what St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. It's as the Spirit works in our lives, that we, in our hearts, that we fall down and worship the wonderful Lord Jesus. We see that he is the King of glory as we hear about him in his gospel, as he, that Jesus who died and rose again. And you might say, but many hear the gospel and reject it. Many hear the gospel and say, there's nothing glorious about this. There's nothing interesting. Does that mean Jesus is not a glorious savior? Does that mean Jesus isn't the son of God? Paul gives us the answer again in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The world does not see the glory of Christ in the gospel because it is blind. But it's not the blind who are judges of glory. It is those who see. And by God's grace, we have been given eyes that can see the glory of Christ as we hear the gospel. By God's grace that we have eyes that can see. That's why the collect says, give us grace to perceive his glory. 
By God's grace, we have eyes that can behold in, in the gospel the Lord Jesus Christ and bow down and worship him and find in him our righteousness and our redemption, find in him a new hope, a new life, a new love. And lastly, we find in him a new mission in our lives here. We find a new identity. So thirdly, um, the whole world must come to see this glory of the Lord Jesus Christ um, as we lay down our lives in gospel service for them. Through seeing our Lord Jesus Christ in glory, we are transformed into his likeness, and it's the likeness of a servant. That we would gloriously serve others now, not exalt ourselves, not live for our own plans to, to make our name great, but that we'd be caught up in the Father's plan to glorify his Son. As we wait for him to be lifted up at his coming, when we'll see him face to face, we are to suffer with him now and be changed into his likeness as we wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to come and to be with him in glory. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5, for we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. There is our new job description for our lives. We are servants of others for Christ Jesus' sake. We are to call all the nations to hear the gospel, to recognize that Jesus is the Lord of glory, that he is the Son of God. Listen to him. This is our solemn duty, and it's our great privilege. It's wonderful when people grasp the glory of God in Jesus. And this is what World Mission Week is about. It's to remind us that this is our job description, to serve others for the sake of Christ Jesus. And it's an opportunity to pour out our lives in worship of Jesus and service of others, that they too might see the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us hold out the gospel and let us live out the gospel for the world to see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ as we wait for this glorious Savior to return. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that by your Spirit you would keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, your Son. We pray, Father, that by your Spirit we would see in him our glorious Savior who died for us and our Lord who is risen again. We pray that we might see his glory even as he was seen by Peter and James and John on that Mount of Transfiguration. We pray, Lord, that you would keep us listening to him and trusting in him and laying our lives out in worship of him. We pray, Father, that you would keep us holding out his gospel and serving people in this dark world for his sake that they too might see his glory and come to fall down and worship him. In his holy name we pray, and we trust in him, and we wait for his return in glory um, when we will see him face to face. Amen. <laughs>